Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. Before we get anywhere, I want to bring up our SoberTownPodcast.com website. This, this place is the bomb. We have all the podcast episodes. We have before and after pictures uh, that are just amazing. And then, of course, the powerhouse is Todd's blogs and amazing articles that he's researched. He's dove into this and uh, just has amazing insight. He's got 11 sober toolboxes. Uh, he's even got uh, dealing with cravings, one, two, and three up right now. Then on the sobriety, then he's got sobriety discussions, which I mean, there's just reasons for re- relapse, expectations, and there's just more. Despite all your rage, just a powerhouse of information, these blogs that Todd's working on, and he's building one, your body on booze too. And he starts off with your mouth, what happens just when the alcohol goes into your mouth. And all, all this is uh, slowly being built. Todd is also narrating these as, he's, as he goes. When you go on the website and you click on one, it will tell you which episode um, he's narrated if, if, it's, if it's been narrated. So that's SilvertownPodcast.com. Uh, it's just an amazing website. So today, it seems like I, I see a lot of people struggling with the addict voice. It's really unfortunate. There's, there, there is a way to fight this addict voice so that you're just not miserable all the time. It's the way I fight the addict voice. And everybody has their own way, I guess. You know, and some people use the steps. But I, I use confrontation. I confront the addict voice. So with me today, I have my son, Slim Jim. Say hi, Slim. What's up, Sober Town? Real quick, you you were homeless before you got here with us this time. And this is like three, four, five, whatever many times that you've been home, clean up, leave, and go back to heroin, right? Yeah. Yep. And this, this last time, it got pretty bad, didn't it? Yeah, this last time was pretty bad. Uh, I was out behind a fries next to a train track with a little fort built out of pallets and blankets and tarps and, you know, not knowing where I was going to get my next meal at or even where I was going to get water. Yeah. I mean, you probably woke up at night thirsty and everything, or actually you slept during the day, didn't you? During the heat. Yeah. I, I would sleep during the heat and then roam. I was a night owl. A vampire. You're a freaking werewolf. Yeah, werewolf. <laughs> is what brought you out of all this was somebody accused you of stealing their phone, then they kicked your ass, then they called the police, and then you were arrested pretty much, right? Yep, yep. And so when you got to jail, I guess what, you weighed 128 pounds, 128 pounds? 128, yeah. And then you had an altercation with your celly after a couple of days, and you were probably put in solitaire, I'm sure. That's what usually happens when you fight. Yeah. Then you spent time in a wheelchair. Yeah. Because yeah. basically you uh, you couldn't even walk anymore, really, right? No, I couldn't walk at all. I was in a wheelchair and I had an arm sling too. You were beat up. So you were there a month. And then even when you got back to us after a month and we got you out in May. So anyway, mm-hmm. you're just barely getting your strength back. And you went through what I've seen so many other people go through. 
uh, your bones were hurting, weren't they? Oh, yeah, big time. Hands were swelling up. Freaking joints hurt really bad. And my shoulder kept going in and out, too. So now you're back up to 161. Mm-hmm. And we're, and I've been working with you on the attic voice. For me, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to use this, but this is what works for me, and this is what I'm teaching you. Yeah, and it works. So it's act and it's mm-hmm. awareness, clarify, turnaround. You, mm-hmm. you first become aware. Okay, what's going on? You just stop your mind. You just stop your mind from wherever it's going to go and become aware that, okay, I'm under attack right now. And that's what happened to me. It's an attack. You've got your subconscious attacking you and it wants you to go get a drink. And, it, and it, there's so many different ways it's going to attack you. It's mm-hmm. going to boost your anxieties or it's, you can be angry, um, short with your spouse. You could be happy. It, there's just so many different ways that it can hit you. So the first thing you do is you become aware. You just stop and become aware. Stop your mind. And then you clarify it, how you're feeling it, anxious, excited, whatever you may be feeling, um, what thoughts are you having? You know, whittle down the thoughts that you're having. And more than likely, it's got to do with your addict voice and it wants a drink and it wants it now. And it's going to do anything to get a drink. So you become aware of it, you clarify it, and then you turn your thoughts around. Right, Slim? Yeah, exactly. And then when you're turning your thoughts around, it's basically bringing up all the consequences, right? Yeah, you just uh, divide it in between the goods and the bads, and there's a whole lot more bad than there is any good, really. Well, usually when you're being attacked, your attic voice is only going to tell you the good things. Oh, the wine looks so red. It's look at it sparkling, the, the glass. Oh, it's going to help you with your depression, your anxiety. It's going to tell you all these things that's going to fix. That's a lie. But then after that, you're chasing, you're chasing the buzz. And it's the same thing with the heroin pretty much. Right, Slim? Yeah, it is. It's, it's addiction is addiction. You're going to chase it. That's what's, that's what it, it, it teases you into an unending submission. You're always like trying to find that buzz that makes you feel better. Well, let's, first of all, let's talk about our neural pathways in our mind, neuroplasticity. And I believe in the, in the science, uh, they know our bodies pretty well. They know how our, our brains act. And that's why they can market us so well too, because they know how our brains are. So Mm -hmm. Slim, when you were out there, you're building a pathway with your addiction, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's that addiction pathway look like? Um, it it kind of like starts off slow, like you're doing your certain thing, and then it just builds up into something that's overwhelming or like... Okay, well, let, let me explain. Typing. The addiction pathway, it's a, it's a dark, it's a dark pathway in your mind okay and it's Mm -hmm. it's filled with a lot of traps and snares um broken concrete really 
evil looking vines that were, will grab you and, and sink their thorns into your flesh. That's the pathway of addiction. And this, this is the pathway in your mind. This is the attic voice that uh, takes you down this pathway. And that's kind of how I visualize my pathway of addiction. It's a road I don't want to travel. I mean, it's the road that Little Red Riding Hood doesn't want to go down or Snow White doesn't want to go down. It's an evil looking pathway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the pathway of addiction. So, and th- this is a very p- powerful pathway right now because it's been formed over some people for decades uh, in their a- addiction. So mm-hmm. let me see, you started getting into heroin around 21, right? Yeah. That so that's 2021. So that's a good eight or nine years, Slim. Mm-hmm. So this pathway has been formed over. That's a lot of learning on this pathway. So it's it's had its it's had its evil vines into you pretty deep. Yeah. Because because I've seen you here before when the moon came out and that attic voice was in your head and it was calling you to run. You left. Over the you jumped the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, ran off the back. <laughs> your your attic voice got you to jump the fence where there was no camera, huh? Yeah, that, I, that's I snuck around. That's why you tried. took that. That's why you took that path because you thought there was no camera. Yeah, yeah, but then so, there's the whole one that covers the back part of the yard that I didn't think about. And then your addiction took you out there down that pathway. And it's, it's a horrible pathway where you suffered because you didn't know where you're going to get your next meal, uh, your next uh, drink. I mean, you took this to extreme levels, Slim, where you were out there for a little over a year, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I put it before everything. I, if I didn't eat that day, it was, oh, well, as long as I got, you know, high. Okay, so this is what I want to concentrate on this right now. And we're going to get to your story one day, too where you can talk about all this stuff and what mm-hmm. evil parents we were too. <laughs> um, so there's a process when we learn something and I'm going to use you typing as an example, because neuroplasticity, um, you build new pathways. And I'm a, from everything that I've been studying, I'm a firm believer that you can build another pathway to counter that pathway, that old rugged, twisty, uh, horrible pathway of addiction, you can counter that with a sober pathway, but it, it's going to take effort and it's going to take a little bit of time. And yeah. I, I used ACT to build my new pathway. And there's other, there's like the five whys that um, Todd writes about. There's other methods that you can use to build a pathway and and i believe the 12 steps are another means that teaches you how to build a pathway too so there's a lot of different ways to build a new pathway i used act slim you learned how to type in high school right yep absolutely i did two years of it two years so I know this is what happened is the first day that you walked into the classroom, you knew where to put your hands and you just started typing away, right? No, heck no. (laughs) I wish it was that easy. So you hadn't built a pathway in your mind yet when you first went into your typing class, right? No, I had to, I had to learn. 
and you practice they started yeah. you out with one finger at a time i'm sure all that was really monotonous wasn't it learning it yeah it was yeah, you start off with your pointer finger and your middle finger and you start off with your four fingers typing and looking at the board and then i mean you, you had to look at every key as you were learning weren't didn't you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn that all the motions that you make. Learn how to hold your hands above the keyboard instead of resting your palms. It's it's a lot. So and it and it took a long time, but eventually you started going from two fingers to three to four. What is that? What they yeah. do? You go from uh, two. They use two fingers on each hand, and then you start off on the J and F key, and then work your way up to where you have four fingers resting from J to the right, and then from F to the left. Okay, so let's bring this back to, I use ACT and somebody may use the 12 steps or whatever. Um, every time that I get hit with a thought of wanting a drink, I'm gonna use ACT. And it, there's, it's not just gonna be the same thought every time. My brain is a conniving brain and it's gonna do all kinds of different things to get me to drink. I may yeah. be happy. I may be sad. It may be a little tiny. Everybody's looking for the big craving that's going to blindside them to that's going to get them to drink. <laughs> and nobody's looking at the little cravings that are sneaking in, sinking roots into their mind and growing. And it's, so you have to, this is, it's just like practicing with your, your fingers on the keyboard Every time you get a little bit of thought, you're practicing confronting that. You become aware of it, you clarify it, and you turn it around. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You may have to do this 100 times a day. Wasn't typing kind of a pain in the ass? I mean, you'd here I got to go to typing class. I got to sit there and I got to do this for an hour. Was it like that for you at all? Yeah, it was. In, in the beginning, it was really hard. Um, you had to figure out, like, for me, I had to figure out a way to make it fun. and. But you like, didn't really want to do it, did you? No, heck no. I, okay. I hated typing class the first year. So this is the same with whatever technique you're using to get sober. It's a pain in the ass. Nobody wants mm -hmm. to do it. It would be great if you could just walk in the classroom on, on day one and be where you should be at on day 200. You know what I mean? But that's mm -hmm. not how our minds work. We have to build pathways. And it takes practice and it takes practice over and over and over typing, right? Slim typing, you were clumsy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as you got better and better at it, you practice enough to where now it's, you're not even thinking about it and you're not even seeing the keys, are you? No, I don't look down. Well, I do look down sometimes, but I don't really look down at all unless like I mess up or something. Then I look down to backspace. <laughs> So this is how it is with whatever method that you're using. Look, mm -hmm. if you're just starting out and you're, you're getting sober, it's going to take effort. You're going to have to con you're going to have to stop. You're going to have to um, become aware. You're going to have to clarify and you're going to have to turn around. It's going to be over and over and it's going to be a pain in the ass. And it may not be a lot of fun to do it, but you just, it's really hard to go. And I, I, and I think this is where a lot of people have a problem where it doesn't work for them is because they tried to go from day, um, day one 
to year two. And it's, mm -hmm. you just can't learn how to type that fast and you just can't build a pathway in your mind that fast. No. So for me right now, where I'm at with, and like when I first started using ACK, it was a pain in the ass. And I had to use it a lot when I was driving because that's coming home is when I would get attacked coming home from work. And I, I would have to literally focus on, okay, I'm being attacked right now. And I would have to go through the emotions. I would have to become aware. I'd have to clarify it and I would turn it around and I'm driving down the road doing this. And it was time after time after time. But now here I am, I've been using it, I'd say around eight months, at least a good eight or nine months. Now this new path that's being built, this new path of sobriety, which is this clean highway, well-maintained trees and stuff on the side, just a really nice smooth highway. Cause that's sobriety is, I mean, it's, it's life, it's living that old pathway with all the broken concrete that you needed a four wheel drive to go down. It's not even inviting to me anymore. And I look at it. I just, I don't even want it is what's happened is this new pathway that I've been building by practicing my technique. It it's more powerful than the old pathway. And I don't even really notice that it's fighting the thoughts of the, uh, the attic voice anymore because it's doing automatically just like your fingers on the keyboard slim how they just glide effortlessly You're, that's your subconscious which is very powerful yeah so absolutely. let's let's talk about um your conscious and your subconscious how many things can you do consciously at one time uh chew bubble gum and play a video game pretty okay. much <laughs> and then if I'm yelling in your ear, you almost have to stop playing your video game, huh? I real I screw up every yeah. if I come in your room and start hollering and shit, your bit you can't play that video game and listen to me at the same time. It screws you you end up yeah. dying in your video game, don't you? Yeah, I end up shaking my head so my my earphones pop off and then I can't hear people running up on me or nothing. <laughs> yeah, so our conscious mind we can't do a lot, and that's why our brains are built. So when you do things repetitive, the unconscious part takes over and it builds these pathways because the unconscious mind where these pathways are, are very powerful. Whatever technique you're using, be conscious that you're building a new pathway first. You're building a pathway and it's going to take time. It's not just going to start working automatically if um, it's not there, if it's not built. And a lot of, I just read on IAS, uh, this wonderful lady's like, what am I doing wrong? I, I'm here at six months. What, what am I doing wrong right now? Because I'm getting all these thoughts again. Well, here's what I would, I would say to that, that you need to keep focusing on that pathway. Focus on those thoughts, those little thoughts. Don't let them get behind your defensive because this is the arena. What's the arena, Slim? The arena is the battle that you go on through your head, your unconscious telling your conscious what's going on and stuff, and you just got to fight it. Yeah. And what do they call that? Uh, the arena. Okay, that's the arena. And there's a technical word for that, too. It's called cognitive dissonance. All right. Mm -hmm. It's where your, your, your mind is battling that powerful 
subconscious is battling your conscious because your conscious mind, you're saying, I don't want to sneak out the back door and jump the fence. I don't want to drive down and drink anymore. I don't want to even drink today. But that subconscious is very powerful. Yeah. And it, and it takes a lot of work to fight. Well, it's, it's the arena. It's the battle. And this is where you're going to, it takes training to fight a battle. Slim. Yeah. If you're going to go out and get in a fight and say you're, say you're doing kickboxing, um, can you just go off the street and jump into the ring with somebody that's trained? I mean, if you're dumb. <laughs> oh, right. <You're> exactly. <laughs> right. Otherwise, you're going to have to learn combinations and different strides and learn how to like do a whole bunch of stuff. Let's look at the attic voice. It's trained how to manipulate you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? It knows it's part of your brain. It knows, it knows every, I picture this little evil gremlin running around in your brain, pulling levers, pushing buttons. And I've written about this and just, it's manipulating you to get you to do exactly what it wants. It wants a drink and it wants it now. And it's going to do whatever it takes to get a drink. And that little, that little gremlin it's trained how to manipulate you. It's been manipulating you, Slim, for the last eight or nine years. Yeah. Some people, it's been manipulating them for decades. And in order to get into the arena and fight the battle, it takes effort. You have to pursue your sobriety, build your toolbox. You're going to have to confront those thoughts. Now, some people may advise others to just sit in it. I don't advise that. I advise confront the thoughts, take your mind back. Your mind is being aggressive with you to get a drink. You have to be aggressive back. If you're using willpower, willpower is like a muscle and it's only going to last so long and then it's going to fail. You have to find a technique. I use act. Act is what I use to build a pathway. And that's the focus that you're building a pathway. And eventually that new pathway is going to get just as strong as the old pathway. And then after that, it's going to be stronger. That new pathway will be stronger because I'm living that life right now to where my new pathway is stronger. You know what, Slim, just last night when your mm -hmm. mom and I was talking because she's going to be flying across the country yeah. to see your grandma, yeah. I, this thought came into my head. Oh, wow. Nobody will know. You could drink. As soon as I heard that thought, I slammed that thought up against the frigging wall. And I was like, bullshit. I know what this is. Yeah. But last night, that one hit me pretty good. Oh, Mrs. Drifter is going to be gone. You know, Drifter can yeah. go out and play. Bullshit. That's a lie right from the pits of hell. And it's going to ruin everything. It's going to ruin this new life that I have. It's going to be ruin me being a father to you kids. It's going to be ruin me being a husband. Um, I'm going to be stuck right back at my desk for uh, all day long, drinking a friggin' beer until I pass out. And then I'm going to pass out, blackout. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be hating myself because that's not the person I want to be. I'm going to be crawling into my pickup, trying to make it to work dying on the way there i've been really blessed i didn't even get pulled over on the way because there's no way that i could sleep for three hours be up with all the alcohol i consumed and not be dry drinking and driving there's just no way yeah 
And then um, on top of that, you got all the little drifters that are going to call mama drifter as soon as you do. <laughs> but the worst part is, is I have to look in the mirror and deal with myself, Slim. Yeah. And, and that's not the guy that I want to be. That's not the husband, the father, the friend, or anything that I want to be. And waking up with all the guilt and the shame, how did you... I know that that was getting you when you were over there waking up on that pallet. You just weren't uncomfortable because of you didn't have a nice bed. You had to been waking up just wanting to die. Yeah. Just thinking about what I had to go through to get to the point where I was okay again. And it only lasted that, that hit or whatever, whatever it was, it only lasted, you know, for what an hour at the max. And then I had to start all over again. It was like going, it was like starting off at zero every single day. Multiple times a day. Yeah, multiple times a day. So that's what we're trying to do with you here, Slim. I'm trying just I because I don't know what's gonna happen. And before you leave that front door, I'm trying to get a new pathway built into your head that at least if something because you can't live here forever, and eventually you're gonna have to go out on your own again and you're gonna want your own place. And when you do leave, I want you to be able to be secure knowing that you have this new pathway that's stronger than the old pathway and you can say no and you can fight it. And you're going to, there's just so many ways you're going to be attacked. And that's the beauty of the learning in the beginning and practicing because you're going to learn all the different ways that your addict voice is going to try to trick you. And it's going to be good times, bad times, in the store, out of the store, with people, without people. And that part of our brain is really conniving. We have to start at day zero with learning, just like day, your day zero learning how to type. And then you have to learn how to type. And you have to learn how to confront the attic voice. And that's yeah, what this episode is about, is build a pathway. Yeah. And it's... And it takes effort and you have to pursue it It because my the recovery is so intense. Because once we get sober, then all the shit that we've been suppressing for decades with me, I'm 58. So let's say five decades almost that I've been suppressing shit and behaviors have been formed. And uh, there's a lot of things that I may not even get undone. But I can't even start to work on any of that stuff until I get rid of the alcohol. And who the hell wants to be fighting the addict voice, you know, past a year into their sobriety? So yeah. my advice to you and to everybody is start building a pathway get the, and start working on it. And imagine in your mind the pathway that you're building, this highway, this nice and smooth, and it, and it's going to get you through where to wherever you need to go. And pretty soon you'll be the master of your own mind. And you, when you go in that arena to fight the attic voice, you're just going to kick his ass. Like I did last night. Cause that attic voice did not stand. I didn't even let that thought around for 20 seconds. It was like bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what we have to do. We have to confront. That's my opinion. We have to confront our thoughts. We can't just sit there and be idle. All right. Right. I'm still building my pathway. It's not even built yet. I still got to call you sometimes. 
in the middle of the night and be like, Dad, talk me through this. <laughs> but you're learning, Slim. But you're, I, lear yeah. you're, you're learning. It, it's going to take a while. It may take a while. Yeah, but it takes time. It does, but you have to be focused and you have to be aware that you're building a pathway. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've just seen some struggles going on uh, the last couple of weeks. I'm just, my advice to people, concentrate on building a pathway. Whatever you use, confront that addict voice. And it's not all powerful. You can confront it and you can defeat it. You're the arena. You're a sober warrior. Kick its ass. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Okay. So just one more time, I want to mention um, the SoberTownPodcast.com. There's just so many great things on there, resources, and we're gonna, it's going to be growing and growing and we're building it. So come, you know, come visit us over there at SoberTownPodcast.com. And Slim, thank you very much. I was going to wake you up at 4.30 this morning and do this, but then I got sidetracked and I got busy. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for uh, coming over here and, and talking with me, Slim. And Absolutely. Now, also, you and your, your older brother have been in contact. He's getting sober, too. Yeah, he's getting sober, and I'm... I've been trying to be a sober buddy. I bug the crap out of him every day and like, hey man, what are you doing? What's going on? What do you do? What is what is working for you? But not every day he can answer. He's been working a lot. So yeah, he he's been working and he lives in another city, but he is sober. I think today's 13 days. So I'm yeah. proud of him too. People yeah. are dying from this. And it's a battle. So build a damn pathway. Get busy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do I'm talking to you. Yeah, you have to. I, I need this bad. It's taken me some time, but it's worth it. And there's just one more thing that I want to mention before we close. And that's that Slim cannot unlearn how to type. He learned how to type. That pathway's been built. It's locked in his brain. And he can't remove it. He could probably go 50 years without typing, lay his hands on the keyboards and type again. It's the same thing with addiction. The pathway has been built. We can't change it. We can't unlock it. We can't delete it. So if you're three months, six months, uh, one year, two years, 10 years down the road, and you have thoughts of alcohol, having a drink again, or whatever your, your addiction is, it's just normal. That pathway's there. Every once in a while, it's going to try to escape. And just maintain your sobriety. Have your toolbox ready. When it wants out, shut it back down, lock it back up. So remember, SoberTownPodcast.com is a great place for resources. And pour the poison down the sink. Thank you very much.